Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on November 28th of 2023, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And, uh, well, I, I no longer am extremely hoarse uh, like I was <laughs> last time. Uh, I've got actually gotten over my cold now, I think, but I've still got this kind of residual cough. So sorry if I cough or something while um, during um, this. Anyway, so we have, in terms of Toonami... Uh, no new information, just everything we knew before, um, but we are uh, going to be checking out two new series uh, off Toonami, but we'll get to those at the end. Um, <clears throat> but first, uh, the Toonami stuff to get through. So, uh, we've got Demon Slayer, episode 30. Um, let's see... Right, <clears throat> so Tanjiro manages to get out of the um, get out of the dream world. So then he goes to attack um, the demon guy who you know was doing all of that, who keeps uh basically trying to snare Tanjiro back into the dream stuff. But Tanjiro just keeps uh, uh chopping off his head in the dreams to return to reality. Um, <clears throat> it mentions uh that um, and um. Well, then he's still having trouble fi actually fighting the enemy. But then Inosuke, who I guess off-screen got out of his dream also, um, shows up to uh, help him. Um, yep, and that was basically our episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of remind me of how in, uh, there was like a bunch of moments in Star Trek The Next Generation where like, the answer to the problem they were stuck in was always sacrificing themselves. And uh, that's what it kind of reminded me of with him having to cut off his own head every time to get out of the uh, dream. So, yeah, uh, it was okay. I don't really have any problems with it, but... Um, he must have real strength in those dreams, too. Because the thing is, it's actually really hard to take off someone's head with one sword strike. That's why uh -huh. That's why when they try to execute people by beheading them, they would, like, you know, make the person lie down and swing the sword or the axe from the top so that the extra force of gravity would increase the uh, probability of being able to do it in one hit. Um, mm -hmm. Without having to do it multiple times, that's one of the. Um, that's why the. That's why even though it's kind of considered, uh, it's ironically kind of considered sort of a brutal method of execution. Uh, the guillotine was actually a way to try to um, do it more humanely by making sure that the that the that you chopped off someone's head with one um, a hit instead of multiple times and uh, making them suffer through it. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, uh, you're not watching Tear Moon Empire, so I can't uh, <laughs> make it uh, work into that, although I'm still watching it. <laughs> anyway, but Demon Slayer. Um, it was... Uh, I, I I don't know. I thought the episode was kind of a bit slow. I, I was just... It, I feel like they spent so much time on all the dream stuff when it's just like, look, they... Um, I just want to get see them get out of it to fight the monster guy, which, to be fair, we actually do get some of, but, you know... We had to wait through a bunch of dream um, stuff, and you know the other kids trying to put them in the dream and all that stuff uh, first. But um, hopefully things are going to get into more action and fun now. 
Uh, yeah, I was left wondering why this thing broke all those box office records. Like, it doesn't seem to be anything special. It's nothing more than your typical Sonin manga. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get why this was so popular. Well, we're only um, like, I think. Well, we're only. Uh, well, we're not technically halfway through the um, parts that are um, from the movie. So, uh, well, actually, hang on. If we don't count the first episode, then, um, oh, well, actually, we are halfway through. But we, mm-hmm. we've still got half of it um, uh, to see. I mean, I know one of the reasons is because the animation is really good, although we haven't seen quite as much action to actually judge that yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Will, uh, to, to be honest, when you look at a lot of the movies that um, shatter box office records, you kind of wonder, huh, that's the movie that did it? <laughs> um, okay. I, I mean, a few cases I completely get understand. Like, even if you didn't like it, you, you can see why the Avengers Endgame would, like, you know... Uh, dethrone Avatar as a number one grossing movie until Avatar went back to theaters and then um got and then managed to take his spot back. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So after that, we've got Doctor Stone, um, episode forty nine. So uh, the main <coughs> characters do manage. They they get the information about how oh you know. The, the guy who's in charge of the village. Now, nah, he's actually just a statue. And the um, Ibarra, I think his name is. That's um, the guy who's supposedly serving. No, he's like the guy with the real power. Um, Yeah, they uh, get some more people depetrified. Then Moe's, kind of like the main warrior guy of the other um, group, uh, shows up because he's tracked them. And uh, then... They managed to convince them, hey, you know, you want to uh, take out Ibarra too, don't you? So uh, join up with us and help us because our interests are aligned. And he says, well, um, it would probably be a kind of short uh, show if I were to beat you all um, right here. So, okay, I'll <laughs> go along with it. Um, and, um, yep, that's basically the episode. Yeah, most of the episode was the mentalist and all his different strategies, but he couldn't help but feel contrived to me that this guy comes in there and he has the ability to destroy all of them easily. And what ends up happening is that he ends up doing whatever they say. That's like totally opposite of what he was supposed he was supposed to be in charge because, you know, he had all the strength and the exact opposite happens. He ends up doing whatever Senku wants. And I I can't help but notice that Senku never does anything wrong. And it's trying to grate on me because it's like have a perfect character like him that that's ridiculous so yeah I, i'm starting to really be graded on uh senku and how he's always right on everything so uh 
Yeah, I, I didn't think this episode was all that great. Um, we'll see, though. Maybe they can hurry up and invent something. So <laughs> uh, I, that's what I was hoping for this episode. It's like, just hurry up and invent something so we can uh, get rid of this ridiculous uh, plot line that we had in this episode. Because uh, it didn't make much sense to me at all. Well, Senku does invent a more modern um, spear and gives it to the guy um, to use, so I guess that's something. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I wouldn't say Senku is right about everything, but he is right a lot. And usually the times where he's wrong, it's not about important things, or it's just, or he's, then you realize, oh, well, I've got a way to figure this out. Uh, uh, to beyond that, so yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. Um, all right, we've got um, One Piece episode 600. Uh, uh, wait, do I have the right number? 642 to 643. Okay, so we find out that in a astoundingly con well, maybe not astoundingly convoluted, but weird plan. Doflamingo didn't actually resign. He just made people think he resigned so Law would hand over Caesar Clown without him needing to resign. Which is one of those plans that makes me just think, wow, there's um a whole lot of things that could have easily gone wrong with this. But mm -hmm. it apparently managed to work and it didn't leak out and no one found out, uh, none of the main characters found out about it. So Doflamingo is still one of the seven warlords, which means he still has a navy on his um, back and that, um, uh, and they kind of show up one of them. Uh, well, I, I told you this joke, but whatever, I'm going to uh, mention it again here. Uh, one of the Navy guys uses this meteor attack and it turns out he must also have the gum gum fruit because his attack is very stretched out in how long it takes to, um, do. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we get, um, so we get, that basically uh, meanwhile we have um sanji running around with uh um violet um but they uh end up getting uh, split up when sanji uh, meets kinemon again um let's see oh yeah Us Usopp. Uh, no no he was with Ken no 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 sanji met kinemon didn't he the samurai guy Usopp was with robin right with all the tiny uh people yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. Oh, yeah, I was about to mention that. Um, all the time, uh, the tiny people become convinced that Usopp is some great warrior who's going to help them. Um, and finally, we have uh, Luffy uh, fighting in the Coliseum, and uh, in actually what was probably the funniest bit of the episode with him um accidentally using his powers and continually insisting, "No, I'm not Luffy. I'm using perfectly normal punches." Mm. Oh, and he manages to uh, make the to uh, tame the wild bull in it because, um, well, I guess they need um, more animal companions than just Chopper. Yeah, you notice that everyone else is involved in this convoluted plot, and Luffy's just uh, fighting in this coliseum just for fun. Hmm. I, you know, like everyone else is doing important stuff, and he's just having a blast, just 
fighting people in the Coliseum and um Well he yeah. is, he is doing it to try to get the flame flame fruit, so it's not just for fun. <laughs> and then what's that thing with Usopp? Were they trying to make him do something that he didn't want to do? Uh, well, what I think was ha uh, was happening is, of course, Usopp does his usual bragging things about how great he is, and then there, um, except that then because he's built himself up so um, much, they all become convinced. Um, Vince said he's a super great warrior, and that there and therefore um, enlist, and there and as a result, he ends up being asked to do like some really dangerous task. It looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, Usopp got himself into some serious trouble. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was probably the most amusing part of the mm. episode, that and Lucy, uh, the Lucy thing, that was mm. pretty funny, too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I didn't understand the whole dopamingo thing. Like, what does it matter whether he resigns or not? Okay, so the way, because <clears throat> this is a little complicated. So there's seven. There's the seven warlords of the sea, as they call them. They're basically pirates who got their bounties um, suspended by the navy in exchange for them, uh, and the navy is willing to kind of turn a blind eye to a lot of their activities as long as they're willing to, you know, not attack the navy and, you know, do some um, things for them. So, basically, as long as he's a seven warlord, the navy is essentially on his side, um, which gives him, you know, a bunch of, like, backing um, power. That's, uh, that law was trying to make him resign so he would no longer have that. So Doflamingo's um, uh, convoluted plan was to have it reported that he resigned in the papers, but to not, but to not actually resign. And then the new papers would be um, delivered saying, oh, yeah, we kind of got all that wrong. Sorry about that. Mm. It was all <laughs> fake news. <laughs> and uh, law, how does that affect law? Um, law just... I can't remember exactly why these things get so convoluted. I know he wanted Doflamingo. Oh yeah, the other thing, <clears throat> Law wa Law wanted Doflamingo to resign because I can't remember, but he at least wanted Doflamingo to lose that backing power. Also, Law was a uh, member of the Seven Warlords, but due to him um, uh, joining up with Luffy, uh, that is well as we. He got officially declared in this episode. Yeah, you're out of those. You don't. Uh, so the Navy is your enemy again. Mm -hmm. But he's not a member of Luffy's crew. No, the um, no, he's not. He's just allied with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope, not nothing on that. All right, that's our tsunami stuff. Um, so we'll move on to we got the Eminence in Shadow. We had two episodes again, twenty-five and twenty-six. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, let, let's see if I can um get this right. So then, uh, some of the guys, <clears throat> so trying to um uh remember exactly how to go through this. Okay, so some guy, bad guys try to, uh, I think, 
go into the um the uh, what was it called Mitsubishi group Mitsu what was it exactly um wh whatever the um thing was they go there to try to cause trouble but then they find out oh whoops no no these guys are all shadow um garden and get beat um and get beaten uh well except for the fact that uh gamma keeps tripping um mm -hmm. then um then there's still sid's convoluted plan that i'm not even going to try to explain <laughs> i'm confused it it involves it somehow involves the counterfeit bills so um so sid who's like uh, who's doing all that is pretending to be the john smith well, Shadow Garden actually goes after John Smith, but then um, Alpha is there, uh, attacks, and actually figures out pretty quickly that um, uh, Sid is John Smith and is, you know, mm -hmm. well, very hurt and confused about his uh, betrayal. Um, but mm -hmm. he's still able to beat um, her because, um, well, he's overpowered for <laughs> reasons. Oh, yeah, Sid also um, got um, sent Delta off to uh, go fight some other guy to get her out of his hair. And, um, then, um, oh yeah. And we also get a bunch of backstory about this other character, the one who's working with Sid. Um, yeah, the plot, the plot here is a little convoluted, but I think I went, got through all the important stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very convoluted plot. Uh, this John Smith thing is so confusing. I mean, yeah, we knew Sid was John Smith, but why he would be doing what he's doing doesn't make any sense. So uh, <laughs> he's like fighting against himself. So um, I, I remember at some point it, his reasoning was he wanted to take down his own company so that they would make a new company. But but the reasons were kind of confusing to me, and I didn't um, get it. Um, like I said, I don't even want I want to try to explain all the stuff with the counterfeit stuff because I probably get some stuff wrong. And uh, so, but yeah, it's it's weirdly convoluted. Yeah, didn't make much sense. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, these episodes. I thought the Gamma part was pretty funny. I enjoyed her acting like she wasn't very good and then like, oops. And then, you know, that, that was pretty funny. But aside from that, I was really confused. Um, there, was, there, was a, an, a, there was an appearance or two appearances of my uh, temporary waifu, uh, Alexia. And uh, she was in one thing. One scene made no sense. It was like we were back to the beginning of the show or she was practicing with Sid again. I don't know where that fit into the the plot. Like, where would that have fit in the timeline? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how that fit in there because he's in the middle of doing the John Smith stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I'm practicing with Alexia again. And then Alexia shows up a second time with a whole bunch of books and Iris kind of gets mad at her for no reason at all. And um, yeah, that that's 
that's uh, um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, kind kind of weird. Um, I guess we'll see where this goes next. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. So we've got, and of course, it also does when it when. Like, Sid being so weirdly overpowered, which I feel like we never got a real explanation for, why he is, like, so much stronger than the strongest warriors. Um, but w when it's being played more goofily, I think it's fine, but I, I kind of feel like when it gets more confusing like this, it, 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 it starts making me think, okay, why is he so strong? Mm. Like, <clears throat> like, 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 legitimately, why? is it just supposed to be a joke? Is it the whole, oh, well, you just need to do 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, 100 push-ups, and run 10 kilometers for every day, um, and you become the strongest person in the world? Well, basically, that's what it is in the manga. Huh. I read the first chapter of the manga, and it's basically like he just practiced really hard and trained really hard, so it basically is the same Thing as one punch man hmm. it really is um that's the way it's portrayed in the manga so hmm. huh okay so just that amount it makes him stronger than all the other people who i guess i assume have done all that kind of training themselves huh okay i i wonder if at some point the series is going to reveal that like like the whole world is like some kind of um like like some game or something he's playing in VR and uh like and it just changes itself to sort his whims or something i feel like there was an anime like that had that twist there's like it, it where um where it was like some sort of weird like harem thing where like the main character kept you know getting into all those random situations where he you, you know like how on like those series there will be the oh the main character um like a girl um trips and uh ends up like you know with the main characters facing their chest and all that kind of stuff and all that stuff happened mm -hmm. and then like, it turned out that oh no the whole thing isn't real it's just some sort of computer simulation or um <laughs> something um, yeah, I, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I don't, I, I, I think you, I think it was this one show, but I'm not sure if it's the case. And if it is, I don't want to spoil it, but I think there was a series that was like that, but I might be wrong. I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, um, Okay, so that was this episode. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so we got my teen romantic comedy snafu, episode 13. Um, or I think this might be counted as an OVA, depending on uh, how you um, assess it. But anyway, in um, this episode, well, remember how we did all that stuff about them planning for the school festival and having a school festival? More planning for a school, another school festival. And then they have the school festival. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, so we get um, that. And um, 
Am I? Um. Oh, okay. That explains. I, I was looking. I was. I was thinking. Okay, let me let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything by looking at a synop uh, episode synopsis. And I'm like, wait, this doesn't seem right at all. Then I realized I was looking for an ep on the episode of the second season. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. Um. So that's basically it. We we don't really. There's not too much plot to discuss, but I thought it was a pretty funny episode. Yeah, I did too. I I enjoyed this episode. Uh, you had that crazy guy who had that big script thing earlier in the in the season show up, mm -hmm. and he was again acting crazy. And then we had see, I don't know any of these people's names, but uh, we had the boy who everyone thinks is a girl, kind of like. Idiosi from Buck and Test, and that that was uh, funny. Um, and then they had the <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I thought the, that was a girl. People thought was a boy in this series. No, he's a boy who everyone thinks is a girl. Really, I thought I thought they were. I thought it was a girl that people thought was. Well, well, let me. Ah, oh, dang. What's her name? I need to look this um up to be sure. Uh, keep going. Keep going while I try to look it up. Yeah, and um, and then there was um that whole uh, school festival thing where they needed to get those thirty points to win, and of course they didn't get them, and they lost, and that was pretty humorous. So uh, yeah, pretty good episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, um let me just see. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm looking yeah, so I, yeah. um let's see. Okay, yeah, you're right. I goofed I, I got it I got this completely mixed up. I thought it was a, a, a girl who looked like a guy, but it's actually a guy that looks like a girl. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. well that uh makes me uh feel like I probably misinterpreted a lot of scenes. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, this episode, I mean, it didn't really have much to do with things, but yeah, it was pretty fun and funny the whole way through. I, I think like the, the planning stuff was more fun, especially the repeated joke where everyone keeps coming up with ideas and, and they keep getting told, no, you can't do that. Yeah, they cross them off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a pretty solid um, final episode to the first season. Um, yeah, and I think I'll be sticking around for the next season. Yep. So when we'll do we do that? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we we should be picking this up again. It's a little on pause, but we'll be picking it up in a few weeks again, I think. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Um, then we have... Uh, <clears throat> Spy Family, episode 29. So we get um, uh, basically two episodes. This is another like double multiple plot episode. The main one is about how there's this pastry, um, this special like uh, uh, macaroon or something or cake or something that uh, um, served at their uh, school um, that makes you really smart and do well on tests. So uh, Anya, Becky, Damien, and uh, Damien's two hanger-ons, whose names I can't remember, uh, want <laughs> to get it, it, but there ends up only being four, and there's five of them. So they basically play um, Old Maid, or whatever the Japanese version of it, um, 
is to try to decide uh, who gets it. So there's a, bu a bunch of silly antics with um, that. Um, ultimately, um, Anya does. Uh, Anya gets it. And it seems like she, uh, like she's been made way better by it because she's studying hard and doing all sorts of things really hard. And then, uh, well, her grades actually barely go up at all. Uh, <laughs> so there's a bit of an anticlimax there. Um, then the other plot is basically, uh, Frankie wants to uh, find the missing cat of this girl he has a crush on, and he so he goes through a bunch of wacky stuff to uh, find it and manages to get your to help. But then he um, but then he uh, finds out that uh, uh, she already has a boyfriend, so he just feels kind of sad as a result. And uh, mm. and yep, that is our episode outside of a thing at the very end that's basically just set up for the next episode. So. Yeah, uh, I didn't care too much for the cat part of the episode. I thought uh, we were again dealing with a character who uh, we don't really care about. So I didn't really care too much about that. In fact, I wasn't even sure who this guy was. Um, who is he, by the way? Uh, Frankie, he's kind of one of the guys who um, <clears throat> helps Lloyd out with some things and gives him like information on stuff often like you know to his annoyance because he um, doesn't think Lloyd pays him enough but yeah that's who uh Frankie um is he he did have a role in the first episode because he was supposed to be the one taking care of Anya while um Lloyd and Yor were out but Anya ends up convincing him to go along with her own scheme. oh right 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 now I remember okay yeah but I like that first half of the episode and I, I thought it was funny how um, Anya would ch cheat by using her powers and then everyone uh, suspected her of cheating. So then she tried playing it right and she had such a bad poker face that everyone could figure out what she was doing. And then whenever uh, Damien was going to pick the right card, she basically started crying and won sympathy from him so that he wouldn't take that card. So uh, that was that was really funny. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed that first half of the episode. Yeah, I agree. It was a kind of lopsided episode. The first half was really um good, but the second half was a bit weaker. Although I am left wondering, mm -hmm. um, so Anya does badly on the test because she doesn't know the material. But she has mind-reading powers. Why not? doesn't she just use it to get the answers from someone who does know the answers? Like, cause, Now, I remember a much earlier episode, she did badly, but that's because she read the mind of the wrong person. But I'm <laughs> confused why, especially in the... Um, but then Lloyd made a remark that made her think, oh, well, maybe that getting the right person uh, would be suspicious if my grades go up too high. But it... It seems like because they stress how important this particular test was, that's a little weird to me. She doesn't try to get her grades up that way, especially because I can't remember exactly when last season, but there was a plot about how there's a super important test that she had to pass, but 
um, it turns out that um, on the full moon or new moon, whichever one of them it was, she can't use her um, mental powers. You know, like how Inuyasha becomes human, you know, once a month on Inuyasha. And so then she had to actually study for it. But now there's... Hang on one second, I'm getting a phone call. Hello? Okay, nope, it was just a spam call. Sorry about that. Um, now... So it just leaves me a little confused as to why that that idea is never brought up again. It's like, is this another just day where she couldn't use it or what? So that's like, I just wish we had more of an explanation as to why she just doesn't use her mind reading powers to get the right answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even remember that about she can't use her powers once a month. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I recently I, I rewatched uh, most of the first season, so that mm -hmm. so I so some of that stuff is more in my memory. <clears throat> All right, okay. All right, Spy Family. So then we've got the two new series because um, basically I went and I watched a lot of the um, the new series uh, that premiered this. Um, season on Crunchyroll as long as along with some that premiered on High Dive two seasons ago. I'm on a delay on High Dive because you know you want to see what series actually get dubbed and they take longer. And after a lot of and there's actually a lot of great stuff and I could only pick two, but I ended up uh selecting the series that I did. Shangri-La Frontier Freerun and then whether we continue with these after three episodes is up to you. So blame my co-host if he says if he gives a thumbs down to any of these. And if you're upset about um, the fact that there's some better series I didn't choose, well, um, you have bad taste. Anyway, uh, okay, not really, but uh, uh, blame me if that's the case. Anyway, so we've got it. Um, episode one of Shangri-La Frontier. So... <clears throat> Our heroes, after a very um, uh, long um, struggle, have managed to defeat the Demon Lord and uh, save the world and restore peace. And then it turns out that what we uh, were watching was actually the ending of a video game because one of them then takes the opportunity to beat up the other because it turns out the whole thing was actually a really bad video game and he was uh, just doing it because he wanted the opportunity at the end to beat up the other um, character because she was really annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our main character, Sunraku, I cannot remember his actual name, I'm just gonna go with that name, um, the, that he uses in the game, apparently is the guy who just plays a lot of really broken and, uh, badly designed games, and also this is the future, so they're all VR MMO games. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bas basically, like that, or Bofuri, or, uh, Oh, there's another series that uh, premiered this season called, like, A Playthrough of a Certain Dude's VR MMO Life. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, he goes to the game uh, store and uh, basically uh, it suggested to him, well, why don't you try a good game for once? And the game uh, he suggested is Shangri-La Frontier. That's the name of the show! <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, he, uh, gives it a try, plays it, and is impressed by the fact it's, um, not horribly buggy. It's a little weird because they 
kind of in the show refer to, I think in the original Japanese, the phrase they used is like for the good games is God games. Here they say AAA games, which is kind of funny because uh, AAA games don't really have a reputation for being bug free. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he um likes it and ends up accidentally basically shortcutting past the first um a city and ends up uh, fighting the boss before the second city, which is where the episode ends. Oh yeah. There's also this girl that has a crush on him in real um, life, but didn't, uh, but got interrupted when she was trying to actually talk to him. Mm -hmm. And that's our episode. So we already have our love interest uh, five minutes into the first episode. Um, Maybe it will turn out that the girl has a crust on him, Ray. Maybe she was that person he was beating up on in the beginning of the show. No, that was that, was that was that person at the beginning. That was a uh, that was like and that was like a character in the game. You know, like like oh. not a, not a person. Okay. That's why he was taught. He was going on that rant to that uh, uh, other person about how the character he was beating up was like really, really annoying in the game because because of bad like AI, she kept accidentally killing every um um thing, mm -hmm. like like including like the good NPCs and stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so um, oh sorry, you were going to say say something. Yeah, I was going to say that I actually really enjoyed this episode. Um, I know there wasn't any... I was waiting for the big cliffhanger that we usually get after one episode. Uh, we didn't really get much of a cliffhanger uh, at all. In fact, none. So um, we don't get that big thing that's going to... Uh, carry us into the second episode but still i thought this was pretty enjoyable mm -hmm. yep <clears throat> yeah i liked it i i liked the first kind of a little like spy family i did like the first half more just all the fun stuff about the broken games he talks about whereas the second half was still good but it um definitely uh like, I think some of the jokes weren't quite there, but it was still fun. So, yeah, this was, well, I mean, I don't need to say I liked it. I picked it. <laughs> All right. So, um, any other comments about that, Ben? Uh, just, I get the feeling we'll be keeping this one, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I did want, oh, I did have a note, a joke I wanted to mention. Not depicted in this episode. The hours of download time required to start the game, or the fact that the game was probably, like almost every uh, big game nowadays, super buggy on release. So it's a good thing he only picked it um, up after it's been around, out for a while. Mm -hmm. All right, <clears throat> then we've got the other one, uh, Free Run, Beyond Journey's End. We got episode one. So, after a long, hard-fought struggle, our heroes have managed to defeat the Demon King and save the world. Um, it, it's not a video game this time. It, it actually happens in reality. Um, so, uh, basically, our group, uh, you know, the victory is celebrated and um, things are great for them. They... Um, then end up uh, splitting up uh, with agreeing because they wanted to watch the um, 
the comics the meteor storm that happens every 50 years again so then they just do that and come back again and since you know 50 years are past uh some of them have aged a lot except not freer in the main character because she's an elf and uh you know like you often see elves are like super long lived um yeah so then they go they uh go and uh watch it again one of the main uh characters at some unspecified point later one of the other characters who's gotten really old in this um time uh well dies and that's sad uh then she ends uh, then free Ren throughout this whole thing is still you know going around looking for magic uh stuff ends up meeting one of the other uh, members of the group the uh, priest guy who's i can't remember his name off and who uh basically then asks her if she'll be willing to sort of uh, train this uh, girl um, who has some magic abilities, which she isn't interested in. But then he says, "Well, okay. How about you spend? How about you spend some time trying to uh, figure out this tome uh, for me? And then in the meantime, you can um, train her, which uh, she does agree to. And um, that's our episode essentially for this one. Yeah." Um... I had a hard time getting into this one. I'm not saying I'm going to drop it. I just uh, didn't really get into this first episode. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just... Uh, was it, it didn't have anything that really hooked me into the episode. So, hopefully it will do more in the second episode. Well... <clears throat> I really liked it, but, well, I mean, I picked it, so, um, mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I do think, I gave this episode plot, and as I was giving it, I thought, huh, this doesn't actually sound that, um, interesting, but I was really invested into it. I was, I was thinking, when watching this, that I always make jokes about how, oh no, a character we knew for, like, 12 minutes died, and we're supposed to feel sad, but I actually felt kind of sad about the character who died. Um, even though I didn't know him for that long, um, I, I just got, to, found the story, um, kind of interesting. Although one thing that should be mentioned is the fact that the first four episodes of this series were kind of one, were originally aired as like one special, kind of like the Oshinoko first episode. But in this one, they did mercifully, um, Considering it's even longer, uh, cut it up into four separate episodes so you can kind of watch them in that way. But um, yeah, I really liked um, it. I, I found it kind of a little slow at some points, but uh, the music's good. I the animation and everything is really good. Um, yeah, so uh, well, we'll see if subsequent episodes win you over a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this um does uh currently this series does currently have the number one spot on my anime list now um well or at least it will be until the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood fans um downvote it <laughs> yeah uh I don't know if they actually do uh, that I just know that every series that's managed to snatch the number one spot from it inevitably drops off okay um let's see. Um, all right, that was, that's all of them. That's our shows. 
I guess we can give our rankings and then move on to anything else we wanted to talk about. Uh, no, I don't really have anything else. Okay. Oh, no, I was, I was, uh, uh no, 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 that's after the rankings. We give the rankings. Then we talk about other stuff. So oh, okay. you, yeah, come on. You've got like a minute to come up with something in the, while we talk about this, or at least I have a little something to talk about, but, um, or, or maybe not. I don't know. Top threes. Let's, um, go. So uh, I guess I'll give mine first. Um, I will, for my top three, I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> Shangri-La Frontier in third, my teen romantic comedy snafu in second, and my favorite was uh, Freerun. Okay, so third place for me will be Spy Family. Uh, second place will be Shangri-La Frontier, and first place will be Snafu. Snafu gets to the top spot for the fourth time in the last five <laughs> weeks. So uh, it really came on strong at the end of this season. Okay. All right. That's those. Um, I guess I'll just make one. Uh, I wanted to mention something um, quick. I, I mentioned before, I, I've been kind of rewatching um, Blue Lock, and I just noticed something. And it, man, it's been a while since we saw this, so maybe you don't remember. But re remember the plot how um when the five teams each of them would play against each other and you know the two that had the highest scores would advance and the losing teams would only have whichever members had the most goals advance you remember that mm -hmm. okay and then there was a guy on the um <coughs> sorry about that uh on the team of the main characters who kind of like turned traitor and he secretly was communicating with their other team and said hey like you know give me three goals to give so that i'll have more than anyone else on the team and be guaranteed to uh go even if my team loses and then i'll give you all their information and i'll um, sabotage them during the game and all of that stuff and and looking back at it that seems like it was a really stupid decision by the other team because what in the world would have prevented him from saying, well, you gave me the three goals. Tough luck, man. I'm not um, betraying my team. Like, like, what, what would they have done if he had just said that? Um, Kind of makes... like So, yeah, that's one my brief mention on Blue Lock. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I had to say, really, there. Um, okay, that's all our anime stuff. Uh, for next week, we'll be watching the same stuff, except uh, not Snafu. That's going on break for, like, just two weeks or some, two or three, I think two, but we'll get back to it when we get back um, to it. Um, yeah, okay, anime stuff over. We can move on to anything else. Anything that you wanted to say about the new Amazing Race episode? Uh, this episode, uh, kind of forgettable, actually. Um, though it did have uh, the classic thing of people not reading the clue again. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously that <laughs> played a part in how the episode went. Um, uh, 
they kind of played up the whole thing about Robin and Chelsea, like not getting along with the other teams. But then that really never came to anything in the end. So, and I guess they came out in their final interview and afterward and like, no, that wasn't the case at all. So, hmm. uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. Um, that's that's all I got about that. Yeah, yeah. I I think I liked the episode more than you did. Although I have noticed that this has been this is like what the third episode in a row where who got last place has basically been a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. No, no. The one before then there was a race to the mat. Was remember that Morgan and Lena raced Steve and Anna Lee to the mat. That was last week? I thought that was... Yeah, that was last oh, week. Oh, okay. I thought it was older um, than that. Nope. Okay. Nope, that was last week. Okay, maybe I um maybe I got uh, mixed up on some things. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> if that one was wrong, there, there's still a... Bu- My point is there's been a bunch of ones where it felt like, wow, it's really obvious who's get who's losing this time. I, I like the, this one especially because, like, they, they they try to hide it, but you really can't because you just notice, oh, wow, those, um, you don't see the, the losing team, you know, be there with anyone else, and they can't even do the thing where they try to, like, you know, go, oh, who's going to get to the mat, um, I'll, like, um, just before last, because as we see, see, they ended up getting there after like sundown, so uh, mm-hmm. they couldn't use yeah. that footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have too much else to say about this episode. Um, um, other than the fact, I guess, that they did say the word barnacle several times, and uh, a <clears throat> word that I don't think I. I've heard in the meantime since they said it a bunch in that episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I can't remember the exact one, but it was it was in like the the part three when they were fighting against the guy who had like the, the um, oh man, I can't remember, but he had some sort of like uh, stand that like was able to be in the water or something. Anyway. Yep, uh, I guess that's all we have to say about this, and um, I think I guess that's it. Huh. I think I, I guess I haven't completely recovered from that uh, cold because my voice is starting to feel a little more hoarse now. It, it was a pretty bad cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that's it. We'll see you all next week. Bye.